Hey, Scooberts and Scarbaldinas, it's old CW here, uh, just letting you know that in this episode, we talk about how Uncle Rick makes a really strange joke about, uh, let's call it self-harm? It's an inanimate object doing it, so it doesn't hit in quite the squicky way it might, but uh, we don't joke about self-harm, but we do joke about how goddamn weird that joke is. So take that under advisement. This week, we read The Sea of Monsters, Chapter 7. I accept gifts from a stranger. That big wooden horse is the absolute stupidest reason for Troy not to be in the community movie. Hi, all my campers, and welcome back to the Jackson 2, the three-person podcast that uh, is too lazy to change the title card. Uh, mm-hmm. I am William Mills, your favorite, uh, and with me are your other two favorites. I'm your Southern Fried favorite, uh, Isaac McNeely. Uh, and I am your uh, Desert Fried favorite, uh, old CW. The Bageler, the Major from Bajor, old shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we're here to read this here book. Would you like to remind the people of what happened previously in the book? Yes, I do. I want to. There was a Cecil B. DeMille happened. Uh, not a Cecil B. Demented. That's a different thing you watch on Comedy Central late at night, and you're not quite sure if it should be on the Comedy Channel or not. Because it's not funny. It's not. You don't understand why that guy was so mad that everybody's parents like Godzilla, because Godzilla rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a chariot race, and then some big bad birdos attacked. Uh, but before that, there were there was an emotional race between Annabeth and PJ, uh, in which see... we all lost. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, and then they beat up all the bad, bad birdos, and Tantalus. The monarch has his hands in many sinister soups. Said, "Congratulations, uh, one thousand years dungeon." Yes. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yes. They are the collective miet. Indeed. Yes, Tantalus has decided that the Grackle Attackle was the fault of PJ and ABC. God, I am so... Isaac, it can't even... It happened in the last chapter! <laughs> I can't name an episode after something that happened in the previous episode! I'm sure there will be a better name. We're not even five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is already washing the stank of the day off of my soul, and I appreciate <laughs> it. So, Grackle Attackle and wife texting you to shut the hell up, that's fair. That's that's on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, go on, Isaac. You were saying before you made me yell. Oh, so yes, uh, Tantalus has decided to punish them with dishwashing duty with sure. the cleaning harpies. Who wash things in lava. They sure do. It's fucking radical. Yeah, oh, Urban I'm Fantasy sure. is really good. 
It's really good. William, I was I was trying to remember what was the name of your uh uh your harpy friend in our uh Signs of Camp Half Blood game. Uh it was Anissa. Anissa, that's right. She was the licorice bird. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's there are a few things in this chapter where Uncle Rick realizes Oh, that's right. There's magic, and just decides to like put some cool shit in there for no reason. And I really appreciate it's that. It's a little cartoony compared to everything else, but I like it. Yeah. It is. Those moments of cartooniness are a little jarring, but I also appreciate them because I think it's kind of a thematic reflection of like it's. It's been said explicitly a number of times that like when Zeus or Poseidon or whoever's you know pulls up and says, "Hey, sup? How you doing?" Like, that's not the real them, you know, like, that's one pinky finger of them sticking into the water and saying hello to it's, a fish. It's it's um, them under 45 reality filters so that they don't, Exactly, like... yes. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the reminder that, like, this world is actually much bigger and weirder than we are currently cleared to view, <laughs> as it were. Um, and yeah. uh, just, just the little bits that bulge out like that and come across as cartooniness are, are cartooniness rather are pretty cool. I enjoy that yeah. a lot. It is brought back to ground a little bit because, uh, it's, uh, pointed out that Annabeth and Percy need to wear asbestos gloves and aprons mm-hmm. in order to handle the lava. You know, asbestos. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's asbestos. favorite carcinogen. I mean, as long as you don't sand it. Well, it's not called asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, radium. <laughs> I'm a asbestos boy. Uh, radium girls. Asbestos boys and radium girls. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, it's a match made in not having enough DNA. Uh, exactly. <laughs> a match made in mitochondrial damage. <laughs> a match made in poison control. There it is. So the rift between Percy and Annabeth uh, is still very much there because she is not telling him something. And he's he's finally learned that, like, hey, if people tell me things, my life is easier. <laughs> so he's a little pissed off about that. But the rift is being mended slowly with the most powerful bonding agent of all, a great big goopy glob of man fuck Tantalus. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that guy was an asshole. All I really want worst. at this point is for him to die. It's it's great. Too late. He's a very effective Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> um, he's a very effective low stakes villain in that he can turn like the villainy up to eleven, but in his context that's just like being a jerk extra much. I'm not gonna flush. Let them see the wrath of the monarch. Yes, and and Annabeth gets her brain cells back and realizes, oh wait, <laughs> Percy's not going to trick me. He's an idiot, and actually believes him about Gro- his dream about Grover. They were out to be polished. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Come get that shine up that bronze coat on him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so PJ is excited. They they have they have a talk while wearing their asbestos. <laughs> Um, and, like, do a little information piecing together between them. Oh, this is Grover. Oh, the it's the the Golden Fleece, and it can possibly save and heals the camp uh, and bolster the protections and whatnot. And PJ, who has apparently never seen a movie in his life, yeah. um, 
is mostly excited by how tidy it is that their missing best pal just so happens to have found the one thing that could save the camp by complete coincidence. <laughs> and whereas Annabeth knows schmuckbait when she sees it, <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> points she, it out. She knows that, A, this might not actually be the Golden Fleece, and even if it mm. is, it's in a really bad place. They could be getting Golden Fleeced. Yes, it could be a trap. Oh. That's not on me, William. That's in the text. Sure. Leave it to a bigler to make wor- <laughs> verbs out of nouns. <laughs> Thank you. Isaac. You're welcome. Thank you. For, you know what? Thank you. No way. No one ever recognizes the the, the bagler status or around around this part. And like, I don't know how I could bagel any harder. Right. <laughs> but here we are. I literally don't know either. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too, Casey. Okay, so Polyphemus's seat, uh, his place of power. It, oh, by the way, it's Polyphemus, probably. Yes. Okay, um, uh, is in the, the alleged worst of the Cyclopes, which I don't right. know how you rank that. Yeah, what are the criteria there? Credit score? Stank? I don't know. <laughs> Credit stank. Thanks, ants. Yeah. Fans. Uh, his place. <laughs> Is in the Sea of Monsters, uh, which and I, I I was going back over my notes uh, and thumbing through my book, and I noted there was a there was a bit in the last chapter that I really liked, uh, but forgot to bring up. Grover says wherever he was because he didn't know, but wherever he was, he reached there by uh, taking a left when he hit Florida, <laughs> and that made me really happy. <laughs> that yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So William. You like things that are numinous and poorly defined. Tell us about how how the Sea of Monsters is and is not the Mediterranean and also the Atlantic. Oh, yeah. No, oh, mm. uh, th- th- this made me take a piece of my notes that says Percy should be allowed to bludgeon people giving unhelpful answers. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not Annabeth's fault for once. Uh, I mean, it is because she gave it. Uh, also, I think I meant nebulous, not numinous. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was like, I'm not sure that's the word you're looking for, but I, I was gonna say those, I wasn't gonna those point are very those are very tall elves from from whom one day Aragorn, son of Arathorn, would descend. <laughs> that's Numenor. Yep, that, that was the that was the joke. Thank and, you. I think you're thinking of the system where you try to uh predict things based on a series of numbers. Oh, that makes much more sense. It's, no, uh, you're thi- you're thinking of nonsense. Uh. No, 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 no. I think I think Isaac's thinking of the uh, technical term for the hobby of coin collecting. Anyway, <laughs> so, sorry, that was probably not good for the listener. Um, so the Sea of Monsters is much is the same sea that Odysseus, Jason, and Aeneas and all the others sailed through. And Do you motherfuckers realize that like there there is an inc- there is a concentrically shrinking circle of listeners who could guess what each of those subsequent words was, <laughs> and the ones at the epicenter are dead. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. But yes, the same sea. Odysseus, Jason, Aeneas, and all the others sailed through. Percy right, asks, and the love boat. Very concise. Very reasonably and concisely. You mean the Mediterranean? And this is the quote of from Annabeth. No. Well, yes, but no. And I'm just like, hit, hit her with your bottle brush. 
Well, no, that's probably like a, like a metamorphic rock formation or some shit. <laughs> Take off the asbestos glove. <laughs> slap for a duel. Glove, slap, baby, glove, slap. Mm. <laughs> probably like a like a fulgurite. <laughs> mm, absolutely, and that'd be a, that'd be pretty cool. And after after pointing out that this is not a helpful answer, uh, well. she, she goes on to explain that. The Sea of Monsters is a location much like Olympus and Hades right. in that it's not so much a place as it is like a vibe. It's not not a place. You know what? Vibe might actually be the better way. Yeah, no, right. It's a vibe. It, 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 it's, it's kind of one of these vibe locations that just yeah. goes around wherever it's convenient where the Greek monsters go. Right. Um, yeah. And where is it now, Isaac? The Bermuda Triangle. It's in the goddamn Bermuda Triangle. And That's like, very I good. Oh, yes. I can't blame Uncle Rick. It was right there. What was he going right? to do? Not. Yeah. yeah it's the, yeah. the letters he would have gotten. Come yeah. On. I do like the, like, Percy's response to that was, you know, I guess it's not any stranger than anything else I've learned since coming to Cap Half-Blood. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's well, makes sense. You know what? That is a fair. That's fair enough. That's a fair. <laughs> enough. His best friend's a satyr. So yeah. Um, have any have, have any of you guys have either of you guys rather? Uh, no, I never mind. I was gonna ask a, a Star Trek question, but I just the answer is Isaac. Probably yes. Well, Isaac, you haven't seen much Star Trek. Not you? a whole lot. No. Fuck. Do we need to do a whole other project? Is it in the? If it is in the Memosphere... Like, two layers adjacent to Never Star mind. Trek, then I might have picked it up. Hey, fair enough. Uh, but no, it was a Star Trek Discovery uh, first season thing. Oh, That's all yeah. Well, okay. Clearly, we have to do a separate project where we bring Isaac into the fold now, oh. William. We, but we're, 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 um, we're, we have to do a uh, slightly worse version of The Greatest Generation where we just go through exactly. every episode. Exactly. Yes. I don't know that I have um, the uh, capacity for every episode, but if we can do a highlight reel, I could probably. I, I don't know that that's my problem. That. Um, <laughs> no, there was there was just you're something the one that needs that a recording schedule, my dude. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you're right. That's on me. <laughs> I was obviously goofy anyway. Yeah, um, but no, there was a there was a bit in this episode of Star Trek Discovery where. Um, I don't feel bad about spoiling this. It's a five-year-old series now, and Isaac's probably never going to get around yep. to it. Uh, there's a there's a guy who turns out to, just like a regular human guy who turns out to be a Klingon who has been like crushed into the shape of a human. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, and it's a very upsetting episode. It's so fucking stupid, guys. I'm sorry. I love Star Trek so much. Um, you can wear a disguise to look like human guys. <laughs> Yeah, the, Thank you, the, the first season of Discovery is not good. Well, see, that's the thing, William. I actually really enjoyed the first season of Disco so far. I think an inordinate and, frankly, probably racially rooted amount of hate oh, was yeah, projected no. at the new Klingon design. Oh, um, I, I mean, they're, I, they're just orcs, man. At this point, <laughs> well, which, they are, they are uh, orcs crossed with dark elves. I don't know that you're making the point you think you are. Re racial prejudice there, bud, but okay. Um... Well, no. Anyway, I will yell at you later over this. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that similar problems crop up in portrayals of dark-skinned people in fantasy fiction, and sci-fi fiction is just fantasy fiction that wears a computer on its head. Um, anyway, uh, never mind. Disco rules. I'm really enjoying it, actually. 
but let's get back to a thing Isaac can talk about and not isolate our friend. Uh, so, yes, it's the Bermuda Triangle. Then what happens? Uh, Annabeth points out that they have to talk to Tantalus to get approval for the quest. And he's just right. going to say no. He's just going to tamp them. Yep. And it's like, yes, Annabeth, wait for approval to save your basically whole world. You're gonna well, you're she, gonna grow yeah. up into be a bureaucrat, aren't you? Well, look, she's an architect. You have to submit blueprints to like the planning council and shit. I mean, there is a certain amount of getting resources that I think the quest comes with. But on the other hand, the last yeah. quest they had like ten bucks and some sneakers. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I'm not sure that's the help they thought. And the sneakers were a trap. So yeah, that's true. That yeah, the sneakers were. A trap. But yes. Yeah, so uh, in uh, order to, it might have been better if they didn't. In order to not be told to go away before I tend to a second time, uh, <laughs> they decide to make a spectacle out of asking for the quest. Do it at the campfire yes, where the... every other camper is going to be. It's which, genius. Which, you know what? That's a good plan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing is that Tantalus is uh, a piece of shit. He knows he's a piece of shit. And he doesn't care about his campers or what they think of him. And yet, for some reason, does. It's not c- clear what his deal is exactly. Because he's there no. by punishment. Like, there's there's no way for him to fuck this up. Like, this, no, is, not really. this is where you go when you fucked everything up. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. He is here because he hates kids. And <laughs> somebody thought that was a good idea. I don't know what the stakes are for him, uh, and neither does he, because he can't catch him. <laughs> um, thank you. But yeah, it's honestly a really good ploy, because uh, by doing so in front of everybody, they're, well, they're, first of all, they're saying the word quest out loud, which is just ringing a dinner bell for a horde of hungry bumpuses. Um mm-hmm. And, oh, I wanted to note this uh, bonfire thing made me really happy uh, in the way that yeah. the, the lava thing did. So they're all the bonfire, which apparently changes color and size with the energy and mood of the crowd. What was that, William? Oh, no, I, I was saying yes to support your statement. Thank you. Uh, and right now, because everybody's dour and down in the doldrum dumps, uh, it's got the it's got lint colored flames and is but a wee flicker of a flame is real sad. Everybody oh. is miserable. Oh, what? also, fuck off with these campfire songs. <laughs> Go, you know, my favorite part when I'm reading is that I'll hit a part and think, should I take notes on that? No, William's going to yell about that a lot. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, so go on. We did or off the, as the case may be. We did all the standard camp numbers down by the Aegean. I yep. am my own great 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 grandpa. My <laughs> land is Minos's land. <laughs> Fuck off with you. It's pretty good. <laughs> down by the Aegean, where the olive groves grow. <laughs> Uh, the pomegranates grow, I suppose. Ah, even better. Probably. Uh, yeah, it fits the, it's better. better. I did scansion. not know that Rafi is Egyptian. <laughs> Wait, for real? Yeah. Oh, neat. Cool. You know, that tracks. Uh, my wife's family is largely Egyptian, and there's a restaurant called Rafi's 
that they rave about in, I think, the California Glendale. Uh, and I had never made the connection between the two. The man who wrote Baby Beluga and the place uh, that fills my family with uh, grape leaves and uh, tzatziki. But that's cool to know. Sounds yeah. like a good time. I'm a big yeah. fan of the cuisine of the area. But anyway. Uh, You're a big fan of cuisine. I like experience. food. Food yeah. is good. And I like talking about how much I like food. I don't know. I just made some tzatziki. Um, <laughs> but did you really have it? Yeah. Out? Uh, probably used too much garlic because wow. trying it the second night was kind of a kick in the face, but it was still very <laughs> too good. Much, too much garlic in tzatziki is an accomplishment. <laughs> I'm more impressed than anything. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm not acclimated very, to it. I don't know. It's it's a very forgiving sauce in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William, I, I thought you'd appreciate this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep the bit earlier where we talked about Star Trek since it didn't really go anywhere. So this might be an orphaned reference, but The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast I love, um, they have a separate show in the Maximum Fun Network, their parent network, in the in the bonus feed that only donors get mm-hmm. yeah. uh, called Factory Seconds. And it's just where they where they go to uh, the Cheesecake Factory and just eat their way through the entire menu one item at a time. That, I mean, that sounds like something you would make up. It, you know, f- fair. I can't be mad about that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I used to listen to a podcast where people, like, try crappy cheap food and mostly just, like, the more entertaining part was just hang out and tell stories. But, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. It's like any podcast. You're you're very rarely there for like the actual topic. It's mostly exactly, and it's an excuse to hang out with people. Yeah, and buds. Uh, anybody who's interested in a good food podcast uh, should go listen to the Adam Ragusia podcast. If you are interested in internet food at all, his name probably rings for you. He's a famous YouTube chef and gets into the science and ethics of food uh, in ways that are really interesting and smart. Yeah. And so he's like a young Alton Brown before he took the jerkification juice. What happened with Alton Brown? I don't know, but I, I don't know what exactly happened, but he became really bitter. Well, like, I have one experience with him, and it was watching, I, th- I think, like VH1 or E or some shit at 2 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and he was on some show talking about how the government didn't want you to know the truth about expiration dates and oh, hormones no. in your food and stuff. Yeah, and like I've never heard that about him since, like that he's a he's a food conspiracist or anything, but it it uh it yeah. struck a lasting mental image of the man, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, he he start you know, goodies it, it was just it, it was like what Adam Ragusi is doing. It's talking about like the science of why food works the way it does. Emulsion yeah. and whatnot. Maillard reaction. The Bernoulli principle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He... <laughs> Isaac, what were you going to say? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, with, uh, with Halton Brown, I'm not really sure what's a bit and what's not. Because... <laughs> I'm the best kind of person! Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, maybe he... on the bit. Maybe he went mad with power after they let him uh, order BDSM equipment for that one cooking show. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot he did that. Yeah, I for- Cutthroat Kitchen, that was it. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> like, you start with a certain amount of money and you can buy 
weird crap to like make your opponents have to deal with while they're trying to cook the same thing you are. Yep. BDSM. Bread, Dolmas, Semolina, and Marzipan. Sure. Yep. Um, wow. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was the thing that broke him. <laughs> yeah, no, just... Um, Anyway, Any uh, where were we in this Ooh, okay, book so we're, we're allegedly talking about? Yeah, we're at the bonfire yeah. is where we are. Uh, everyone, everyone is miserable. Um, even Mr. D bums out. Yeah. Uh, and Tantalus is left the master. Oh, He's convinced. Oh, D? Making everyone miserable made things sad and boring? Oh, no. Okay, okay, but listen, he was the dedicated opposition. They were at least on the same side, right? I mean, allegedly. Well, yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Tantalus, Tantalus is convinced that he is master of all he surveys. Uh, future Casey, um, insert the the monarch dot mp3 here. So you heard of the mighty monarch then? No. Uh, until yeah. <laughs> until the marshmallow he's roasting, and here I quote from the text. That's not even a joke. Jumps into the bonfire and commits suicide rather than be eaten by him. Uncle Rick used the word suicide. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's um. It that's really caught me off guard, guys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, we were a little more fast and loose with that language back then, weren't we? Uh, oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, also it's a marshmallow. It's not a. Not yeah, a exactly. It's figurative. The, the, oh, yeah. the mallow never lived. So how can it <laughs> yes. die? Indeed. Uh, so, PJ decides that his moment has arrived. Uh, he rolls for charisma and announces that they know where the fleece is, and the bonfire turns a cautiously hopeful orange, like me, after a couple days of attempting to tan. And then he wisely hands the mic to Annabeth. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they, they, they kind of do uh, a double team in, uh, of effort in convincing yeah. Tent. Tantalus, that he they need to go find the fleece. They gotta do this, and he Tantalus, Tantalus, that guy, uh, Mister T. This road leads directly to the airport, Hannibal. Uh, won't even acknowledge that there's a problem. <laughs> and there's an exchange I really, really like. Hit me. Um, <clears throat> I need to attempt my monarch impression. Oh God. Besides, the Sea of Monsters, that's hardly an exact location. You wouldn't even know where to look. Yes, I would, I said. Annabeth leaned towards me and whispered, You would? I just <laughs> love that. Yep. It's very good. Yeah, it's not great, is it, Annabeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Right? And so he recounts the numbers from the Grey Sisters. 30, yeah. 31, 75, 12. Okay, thank you for sharing those meaningless numbers. Yes, that was great. I think we could agree. Uncle Rick was watching the Venture Brothers, <laughs> if nothing else. I can only definitely. Hope. Uh, yeah. So it turns out that these are not the numbers uh, from Oceanic Flight Eight Fifteen, but in fact, longitude and latitude. Even Annabeth looked impressed. Hell yeah! Yeah. Yeah. He uses this. He uses this as leverage, uh, and the crowd turns unruly in Percy's favor for once, which must yeah. have been nice. In, almost <laughs> immediately. We need a quest. We need a quest. <laughs> we, 
we need a quest, just chanting, and they overwhelmed Tantalus. William, have have you ever had the occasion to, like, be the focus of attention on a stage from an audience? Nope. They will turn on you faster than you can believe. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you can feel it happening. I, I can't remember his name, um, but th- this reminds me of a comedian I uh, saw, and he talked about... Um, playing for different audiences mm-hmm. and uh, the, the one that stood st- out for me was when he talked about playing for German audiences oh, God. and uh, the, the, the stereotype of the German people is that they're very humorless and he says oh no they love to laugh I've made them do it but in between they will st- but in between the laughs they will stare at you until you cry <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a really good movie. William, you might have seen this. Did you ever see uh, Goodbye Lenin? Um, maybe. How old? You is know it? what? I need to. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm in a framework of like defaulting to William being the history nerdist of my friends in a given conversation, and that is not fair to Isaac because you have come up with some obscure and impressive stuff. Isaac, have you ever seen Goodbye Lenin? I have not, but it sounds catchy. Okay. How? Fair old enough. Is it? Yeah. No, it's great. It's God, probably twenty years old now, maybe oh five, something like that. So it's a it's a German film, um, and it takes place in the waning days of of a divided Germany. Um, yeah. The main character is a young kid uh, just trying to live in this world, and his mom is like devoted heart and soul to the the German Communist Party. She just believes in it. Right. Um, and. She, something happens, I forget what, but she falls into a coma. Or she has a heart attack, that's what it is, she has a heart attack. I do know, I know the movie, I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It's really fucking good. So she has a heart attack, she's confined at home to bed rest and isn't allowed to leave. And then the Berlin Wall falls, and then communism is over, and then his sister is getting a job in West Berlin at the Burger King, giving Whoppers and mayonnaise fries to, (laughs) to people who suddenly can now buy hamburgers. Um, and so, Isaac, as if you hadn't guessed yet... He has to keep it a secret. The doctor warned... <laughs> he has to keep it a secret! Yep. And so... I've heard about this, yeah. Go, it's so... It's so good and sad and sweet and funny. Um, and, yeah, so, like, he goes to lengths of, like, rooting through garbage dumps to find old packets of, like, Spreeland pickle jars and mocha fix bags to make the coffee she likes. And eventually it, it becomes... It becomes unsustainable. Um, I think at one point they try to source, like, the head of the Lenin statue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I forget if that works or not. Anyway, uh, good goodbye, Lenin. If you're ever in a mood, listener, to uh, put up with subtitles, as I know can sometimes be strenuous, uh, give it a watch. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, where were we? Berlin, communism, Tantalus gives in. Uh, but in, this is important, because Tantalus gives in and says, Okay, you can have your quest. But in the way of all true shithead managers, mm-hmm. he does not choose the person who came up with the idea for the project. Oh, no. He does not choose the person he thinks will actually be best for the project. He no. chooses the person he thinks will piss PJ off the most. <laughs> exactly. And he chooses, as if you hadn't guessed, Chloe's. Who he is trying yes. to make into his little teacher's pet. Sort of protege. Kind of, thing. yeah. She's yeah. not really and into it, which is minion. kind of hilarious to me. Just the, like, 
What? Why are you? She didn't want it like why this. Why are you putting me on the spot? Yeah. Come on. No, come on. I just want to be truculent over in the corner. No, she she wants. No, see, because the thing about Chloe's is she wants to be the best. She explains person it all at camp. She doesn't right. give a shit about Tantalus. She cares about the camp. Yeah, it's about oh. the principal. She wants to protect the camp. I see. Well, the camp, for their part, are fine with Clarice being chosen, and it's it's actually hard to blame them for yeah. this. She she is objectively competent. Yeah, yeah, she's she's good at what she does. She's been here forever. She knows the camp. So Tantalus finally gives in, and then tells them a ghost story. Oh wait, uh, you didn't. What? Uh, you, you you missed uh, a part I really liked. Um, what? So PJ what? Uh, objects to Clarice. And Ares' cabin very thoroughly shuts him down by saying, you had your chance last summer. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. That It's just hard to argue with that. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, we don't all get quests. It, yeah, for real. Like, how many times do you, do you need to be special? Yeah. Uh, is a fair question. And, like... Can you imagine trying to get a decent education at Hogwarts between, like, 1997 and 2004? <laughs> right? Whatever. Like, sure. God, God, I just want to get my degree and go to a good secondary wizarding school. But everything, um, but, but this kid keeps setting everything on fire. Right? For They found what in the sewers? <laughs> uh, a giant and, snake uh, that just but, happened to be sleeping for 20 years until this guy comes in. Exactly. So wait a minute. They're trying to solve the murder of this ghost girl. What if they just ask the ghost girl who killed her? <laughs> Does no one? <laughs> yeah. It's like. Uh, and anyway. then Annabeth tries to start a fight with marshmallows, and Tantils yells. Yep. Yeah. It does. You, it does not. You see, Annabeth, this is why for some things you don't wait for authority. Yes. <laughs> this is why sometimes you strike first with marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Ah, yeah. yes. So, Tantalus, uh, would someone like to tell the story of Tantalus, or shall I jump to the summary? I mean, we kind of told it in a previous episode where... Uh... Yeah, we did a good job. We, we beat Uncle Rick to the punch. Um, it just tells the story of how Tantalus was a human king. He got, he got the hubris. You hate to see it. Uh, he's got the hubris. Zeus got the remedy. And he attempted to steal... Um, what do you call that shit? Ambrosia. 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 Ambrosia salad. He said, uh, well, clearly I have done wrong here, and as a result, I must feed the gods their own children. Yep. <laughs> um, no, not theirs. My his. children. Oh, it was his yeah. children? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that, because I don't care about him. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, campers. So what he was... had horrible children. Children just okay. like you! It was great. well. Okay, what's the percentage though? Like, what's the angle in feeding them his children? Uh, um, that's a great question. To, yeah, to some degree, <laughs> you it's... ask that as if he had. Uh, you ask that as if he knew what he was doing. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I think he was just trying to generally spite the gods because you know that always works. Yeah, there's that, right. and I, uh, Uncle Rick didn't cover it, but I also read something about like that Tantalus was trying to test their omniscience. Oh, and okay. Just like, okay, that. well, if you're so great, you'll know that this is human meat that I'm feeding right. you. Yeah, that this is child chimichurri. 
Um, I thought maybe it had something to do with breaking hospitality. That's also a you thing. You can't yeah. hold that against. But you can't hold what someone is eating against them if they don't know it, I guess. Also, it's the, the Greeks didn't have as hard and fast a hospitality, like, mythos as some other yeah. cultures. Like, they had That's it, fair. but, you know, it's, it's so, not, yeah. Yeah. So he winds it up uh, and to get, you know, give Tantalus this. Credit where it's due. Uh, he can get control of a crowd back when he needs to. Uh, <laughs> By threatening so to he, eat them. He, he, I wish I knew how to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he, he winds them up and, and ends, Rumor has it that the king's spirit now dwells in this very camp, waiting for a chance to take revenge on ungrateful rebellious children. And then he tells them to go to bed <laughs> and have sweet, sweet dreams, which will sweeten their brain meats. Yes. Um, oh, oh, also, there's a curfew and the harpies will dunk you in lava if you are caught so pj goes and talks to tyson who is all bummed out and drinks himself a tall glass of george bailey's uh, what does uh wonder wonderful life where george bailey the, wishes oh, he had never been born yeah yeah right yeah george bailey yeah. that george bailey what who's the other george bailey i just thought you were making up a name uh oh that's fair because yeah. sometimes you do that. You make up things and pretend they're real. Uh, Yo, that. so I'm reading this book. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm reading this book called This Is Chance uh, by John Muellum. It's about the 1964 Anchorage earthquake, uh, which mm-hmm. to to this day is the worst earthquake ever recorded on the North American continent. Mm-hmm. It was a 9.4. Yep. Um, uh, Seward basically stopped existing for a few years because of it. Exactly. Wow. It was wild. And like other places were hit much harder than Anchorage was. It wasn't about that. It was about it's this is specifically the story of of one radio newswoman, Jeannie Chance, who stayed on the air for something like 70 hours uh following the incident anyway the point is it's it's full of people with incredible very 60s names like uh like frank brink and jack chance and and it's it makes me really happy because it sounds a little fake (laughs) Um. anchorman ass names one thing about that earthquake is um go on uh large parts of the kenai peninsula Basically, uh, so the Kenai Peninsula, a lot of it is um, very silty soil. Right. Uh, so when the that earthquake hit, it basically it, you know made all of it shake all of the air and water out. So huh. it so large parts of the peninsula sank below sea level and have become swampland. What Alaskan swampland? That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Wild. Let's get some bog people going some up. Ice skaters. Anyway, my my yeah. point, my point in that tangent was that uh, George Bailey sounds like a name that could be fake or could just be an old time ah. guy. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, my note about this part was that uh, Tyson must have learned about some exotic tools when he was training with Hephaestus Cabin, because this scene is heart wrenching. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <laughs> it's just. He watches us. It's like watching the enemy cross a minefield, and you're like, that's right. Five steps closer. <laughs> uh, God. It's so good. See, like, uh, Casey has likened me to a sniper with my jokes. Mm-hmm. Y- y- 
Isaac, you're also an ambush predator, but you, like, jump out with a sledgehammer. (laughs) (laughs) You just, like, you just, like, run around a corner going, (laughs) (laughs) Boo! A joke! (laughs) Didn't see that coming, did you? I I truly did not, no. (laughs) See, all that, uh... All that time playing peewee baseball and getting stuck out in left field taught me something, I guess. (laughs) Sad. Something about landmines. Okay. So, uh, VJ sneaks at... Well, he tries to console Tyson, but Tyson once again falls asleep. (laughs) Mid-conversation. Mid-conversation. And PJ uh, sneaks out after curfew with a sixer of, again, warm coke uh, and meets, obviously, Hermes, private eye. Yes, he go- he goes to spend some time at the night beach, which is a very nice place to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's where they filmed in Baywatch. I did have to appreciate the uh, the mention of apparently your character from our Camp Half Blood game. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This sixer of coke, clearly courtesy of Harry Cartwright. Yep. He'll get you what you need, even yes. if it's not used electronics. Exactly. And you know what? That shit was on the house because it is much more interesting for uh, a hero to pay you with a favor than with like 20 bucks or whatever the, you know, because you got to cover yeah. his costs. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, and uh, a guy comes along and PJ clearly having never experienced those dumbass stranger danger campaigns. Just never like, his life. yeah, sit down next to me and share my Coca-Cola. Yeah, he he and St. Sally. Never had one of those, like, code word conversations where you you and your parents, like, settle on a, okay, if anybody ever needs to come pick you up and they say they're from us, they'll know this word. She tried to do one, but Gabe just said, no, no, just just let it get taken. (laughs) That seems likely. But also, like, I, I don't know. I think there's a certain amount of difference between uh like probably what we experienced growing up and what somebody who grew up in new york city would uh feel about just like chatting with a rando yeah probably that's 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 definitely a factor yeah well and also he's still within the boundaries of camp. yeah so it's got to be safe uh, which... there's not supposed to be Mortals wandering through here, but he figures that. And, and, yeah. and there absolutely isn't something going on that would make it questionable for some someone who's not supposed to be here, here. Yeah, I was going to say safe asterisk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, mathematical sign for approximate safe. Yeah. Um, well, none of the monstros that and... have been attacking the camp have been particularly subtle, so like... That's true. Yeah, they're not a crafty there. lot, generally. Um, but yes, this guy is clearly Hermes because yeah, uh, he rolls up with uh, I think he says it's in jogging equipment and takes a phone call talking yeah. about delivering things to humanity. Yeah, Hermes, god of scarves. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> Thank you, fellow Devil Wears Prada fans. <laughs> but no he uh, okay so he's got the coolest fucking snake phone it's amazing yeah that, oh, that was the tell for I, me I, was... I, I love these i love these snakes <laughs> the snakes yeah. are amazing uh but there there was a bit as someone in customer service uh that felt 
like maybe the realest thing Uncle Rick has ever written <laughs> in these books because Her- Hermes has to take a uh, a call and we just hear him say, "Listen, I know, but it, it, no, I I don't I don't care. I don't care if he's chained to a rock with vultures pecking at his liver. If he doesn't have a tracking number, we can't locate his package." A gift to humankind. Great. Yeah, yeah, you know how many of those we do. Okay, look, never mind. Listen, just, just get him to Eris in customer service. Like, yeah, no, I, have a ver- I have a version of that phone call probably every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, that, I just appreciated that they sent him, that they, you know, have Eris in customer service. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, it was incredible. Eris, just in case you are not this kind of nerd listener, is the goddess of chaos. She is the one who started the Trojan War. Yeah, because she was bored. Yeah, for funsies. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, she did get... Like, like she, oh, we can go... I can go into this if we want to. This might have to be a separate thing for a, for a Patreon episode or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, something, something, hail Discordia. Okay, yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll, okay, so here's what we'll do, Isaac. We'll, we'll save that I mean, separate, we'll do a Patreon bonus episode, and you, you can do the actual mythological thing, and I can tell us about Discordianism, the modern chaos religion that embraces Yes, they're also very good. You can, they hand out cards to say, hey, congratulations, you're a pope. <laughs> exactly. Pope forever. Treat him right. It says. No, it's just As everybody it gets 70s, to be a pope because, were... exactly. you know, if there's just one pope, then, hey, making a bunch of them would take away his power. Yep. Uh, Church of Eris Esoteric. Yes, uh, but these snakes, it appears to transpire, are named George and Martha. Snakesington. And, and, <laughs> and they make a joke that I thought you wrote. <laughs> you, you, like, ghost wrote this from, like, another dimension, Casey. So, what was it? So Percy says, "You have snakes on your phone." Just like cutting straight to the like obvious, right. just being a real William about it. Yeah, and Hermes is like, "What? Oh, they don't bite." Say hello, George and Martha. Hello, George and Martha. A raspy male voice said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's pretty good." George is George is the dumb one, <laughs> um, but like, no, he's, he's still smart enough. To be a sass basket. Yeah, yeah, they're both full of sass, and they're great. It's they're sasps. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so Hermes tells the. Th- thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, so Hermes so, tells yeah, the story. They, they have a nice conversation about the stars and right. Uh, Percy ha- and the invention actually, of lyring. <laughs> Percy actually has a. Well, you're actually skipping over a part I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was for spite. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. What was it? I'm sorry for whatever I did to deserve it. No, um, I goof. I didn't mean to skip anything. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, They have a conversation where Hermes asks mm-hmm. PJ about his favorite constellation, and he says, Hercules. And and it's just a, just yeah. a real, you know. Yeah, he asks why. And... and he's like, because he had a rotten luck, even worse than mine. It makes me feel better. Which... Which is not what you, you usually draws people to Hercules. Yeah, Hermes chuckles and goes, oh, not because he's strong and famous and all that? No. You're an interesting young man. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. And it's it's rare in my experience to find people, or, you know, maybe I just didn't hang out mm-hmm. in the right circles, but like people who identify so 
personally and closely with mythology like this. But of course, to him, it's not mythology, is it? It's an no, extended it's... family he's fighting out. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, they then have a really funny conversation with his snake dudes. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have it right here. Um, they're arguing about something. Um, oh, by the way, if I were if I were PJ, me, and he asked what I liked about Hercules, I would have said his fashion sense. Uh, so <laughs> they're arguing. Thank you. It's they're funny arguing because Hercules doesn't wear clothes. Uh. They're arguing about something, and yet the belt he has to accessorize. <laughs> Fuck, I'm thinking of Orion. Never mind. Anyway, um, so I forget what's happening. They're talking about something, but at one point, rats are delicious, suggested George. What does that have to do with the story? Martha demanded. Nothing, George said. But I'm hungry. <laughs> I love and I love these snakes so much. I love these that. snakes are so good. Can we adopt these snakes? <laughs> yeah, um, we might have to. Um, they're very good. We might need to. Can three grown men raise two snakes together? Let's find out. Three's company <laughs> snakes. <laughs> that they talk about. Um, this is a really myth-heavy chapter. That's true. Deep into three different myths. There's a Tantalus. There's, there's, there's the... There's Tantalus, there's a Golden Fleece, and then there's uh, Hermes inventing the liar. Yeah. Yeah. Being being Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. I, I, I think it was you, Casey, who said something to the effect of, it says something that he made a world where nobody... It knows how to lie, and the only thing that changes is is that everybody's rude all the time. <laughs> well, it's not even necessarily that everybody's rude all the time. It's that he seems to think unable to lie means must say everything that enters your head the moment it happens. <laughs> um, as if, like, restraint and etiquette are kinds of lying, as far as he's yeah. concerned. I mean, it would it, um, it would track with how he is as a person. I don't know, but it does feature a cameo from John Hodgman, and I very much appreciate that. Always loves the Hodgman. Um, he's great. Go listen to Judge John Hodgman. He can tell you whether chili is a soup or a stew. William, shut up. Not here. I wasn't going to say anything this time. I don't believe you. Uh, okay. So I'm not sure where we are. Martha but, uh, barfs. Martha barfs up a thermos. Well, back yes. up just a little bit before that, because there's a part I like. Uh, okay. So, okay, yeah. so Hermes. I was trying to recalibrate. I wasn't trying good. to run over you. Uh, so Hermes finishes kind of telling the story about how he uh, stole Apollo's cattle when he was a baby and made the liar and all that. And yeah. uh, so PJ's like, uh, so what's the moral of that story? The moral? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a true story. Um what are you talking about? This is just something yeah, that happened. But the, the thing they land on is, okay, I've got it. Young people don't always do what they're told. But if they can pull it off and do something wonderful, sometimes they escape punishment. How about that? Mm. <laughs> Although That's very good. I, I do like the start of that conversation because it implies that Hermes was just saying shit at that point. Just talking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, here's a story about me. In the middle of our conversation, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was you know, it was a uh, it was apropos. It fit with his like concerns at the moment or whatever. Relatable. But yeah, yeah, but, you know, you know, talk about what I've, you know. Uh, I've never given much. Exactly, I've never given much serious thought to which house I would be in, but I'm 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 pretty sure I'm I'm fitting more and more firmly into <laughs> into House Hermes. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, it's you, you bring up an interesting point, Isaac. That like, um, you know, we think of morals as being like these pre-existing things in stories. Like, somebody had to figure that shit out at one point, and it's not written in concrete. So there are probably other morals to be had in what we think of as being fairly, you know, set in stone stories with fairly static meanings. Yeah. Uh, and you could find other lessons in them if you cared to look. Yeah. It's all about the framing. Exactly. Oh, oh. Wait a minute. Now I'm. Po- wait a minute. N- n- no. Now. Now I'm. Now I'm Pavel in uh, in Fiddler on the Roof, telling uh, telling one of Tevia's daughters that what the what the story about Jacob working for seven years really means is never trust an employer. <laughs> oh no. Which I mean, it could be Good two moral things. Of the story. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that also reminds me. Um, recently, I read something about how. Uh, the Twelve Labors of Hercules were actually a uh, were used as a, a teaching method for like the symbolic way to like kind of become more civilized. Like really? yeah, like the uh, oh I forget all the details, oh. but like the Hydra, for instance, is like your own uh, your addictions or whatever things that you kind of keep getting pulled back to when you have to get creative to like finish it off right and if you if you try to tear one out of yourself very often another one will just pop up and take its place yeah all right yeah well and the one about uh cleaning out the stables sanitation that's a good idea (laughs) that's not even a joke sometimes you gotta do a job that arguably that's the most straightforward one yeah Yeah. sometimes you gotta do something that's way too big and figure out a way around it (laughs) And yeah, if, you've if got it's a, too big for you, and if you you've got to flood the villa to do it, so be mm-hmm. it. Exactly. If you've, you've got to destroy a rich guy's stables. <laughs> um, for the third and final time, Sorry. a snake named Martha barfs up a thermos. Yep. <laughs> yes. Gross. <laughs> um, Gross and hilarious. <laughs> it really is. But why is it cool? Somebody tell me why it's cool. Uh, because it is a it, it is a thermos embossed with the uh scenes of hercules doing things yeah. freses and whatnot bas reliefs yeah uh i think it's just enamel uh oh and <laughs> hermes says never question a gift this is a collector's item from hercules busts head heads the first season <laughs> you know that's a very funny joke obviously uh as is the follow-up uh, joke that that hephaestus tv used to be better before it was all reality trash obviously that's yes. very funny what's funnier and weirder to me is the fact that for a guy who is so creative and so good at so much uncle rick is just shit at coming up with names <laughs> for stuff in world sometimes like hephaestus tv well that's that one done yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like Hercules bust heads. Don't want to overthink that. <laughs> nope. um, I mean, that's kind of its own joke. Know, that's pretty good, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I'm not giving him enough credit. Yeah, that's probably on purpose. Yeah. Um, uh, possibly. Or, I, I, tomato, I mean, potato. Who can know? Well, and they're, I mean, they're both things named by gods in world, so maybe they're creatively bankrupt after all this time, uh, just like everyone involved in reality television. Um. Yep. So, yeah, he barfs up this, she barfs up this compass, and it's cool. So what it is, is it's a compass, yes. and it's a, it's a thermos. And for those of you who grew up uh, beyond the era when you had, like, a cool Power Rangers lunchbox, 
Um, a thermos is a bottle that kept a beverage hot or cold and leaked. Those were <laughs> three primary functions. Um, or soup. And how soup this is one works beverage. is soup is mm, we'll we'll leave that to Judge John Hodgman. Um, how this one works is it's soup. It with is addition always hot and <laughs> I love soup, water, and food. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Uh, it it Saves no matter which time. way you turn it. It's, it stays hot and cold, but in different orientations. It's really hard to describe. But basically, if you're holding it and you turn in a circle, the part that's pointing north or wherever always stays cold. So this way you can tell uh, which way you're facing at any given time. Um, it reminds me a lot of one of my favorite books, uh, Jeff Vandermeer's Shriek, an afterword, uh, in which there is a starfish that does much the same thing except with color. Uh, each of its five arms are a different color. And when you turn it, like, the arms change, but the position of the color stays the same. That's cool. Trippy. If that makes sense. It's very cool. And I just wanted to talk about Jeff Van yeah. for a second. Second gift. What is the second gift? Uh, a bottle of chewy vitamins. Yeah. It's, it's I got some of those right here. here. Oh, uh, we uh, skipped over an important part of the, the thermos. Uh, not only it, can it act as a compass, it is a container of the four winds. Yep. Oh, oh he stole this from SpongeBob. Uh, Casey. Possibly. Yeah. Or possibly. No, I remember. I was there. I saw that in the theater. David Hasselhoff, Bag of Winds. It's all there. Well, I, I, I mean, and if we're being honest, they also stole that from the Six Demon Bag. Like, yeah, and Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, that's that's true. They did steal it from the Six Demon Bag. Full of wind, thunder, <laughs> all kinds of things. They're going to wind up in big trouble in Little Claims Court. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is such a good, that is a nonsensically good movie. Uh, I really do not care for Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> friendship over. Fair enough. We had a good run. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did William quit the, uh, the call? William hung up. He's back. <laughs> William... I applaud this, you. That's, okay, that's not a good goof. That, uh, that's I'm, not a good goof. Don't do that again. I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought you'd be used to me goofing like that. Used to my friends abandoning me because of my personality and actions? Yeah, I am. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm sorry. It's okay. I just had to leverage it back on you. Oh. Um, so how many vitamins is too many? Because I haven't stopped eating these since I opened them. <laughs> uh, oh, are you actually eating vitamins right now? No, they're not vitamins. They're just yummy gummy fruit snacks. Okay. Um, yeah. It was a bit of Foley work that you immediately uh, rolled a tank all over like Erwin Rommel. Phenomenal. I read his book. Um, <laughs> You're the <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you magnificent bastard. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, a, a, what appears to be a, a bottle of chewable vitamins. Yeah, shaped, senzu beans. Shaped like minotaurs, furies, and good. hydras. It's pretty good. Uh, what does what does it do? Uh, Don't you worry know, about it. You know, good stuff. Um, and essential vitamins, minerals, really amino acids, everything you need to feel yourself again. Yeah, yes. it doesn't make you wonder why we need ambrosia and nectar at all. Uh, how will I know if I really, really need it? But you'll know. It's like, ugh. Yep. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, you're sure. All right. Cool. Thanks for the vague vitamins, man. And, uh, uh, Quite late into this uh, conversation, Percy has a realization. Hold up. Why are you talking to me and helping me? Yeah, what the hell? 
What are you doing here, guy? And it is implied, well, no, it is, it is very heavily implied, that um, Hermes hopes PJ can save Luke. And here we get to uh, a point I wanted to talk about. And that was actually how Percy addressed him at first, was Luke's dad, which that has yeah. to hurt. I mean, um, that's why I recognized him. Hurt. Uh, wow, you know me? Yeah. You, you don't know me from, you know, God of Thieves, God of yeah. Travelers, God any of, of my other wonderful children. You know me from the yeah. asshole. God of Seals. You lost me. Um, <laughs> arf, arf. Her, her, hermetic Seals. Ah, uh, anyway, well, different Hermes, but yes. Yeah, I've got the. I've, um, got, I've, got, I've got. Well, I, I should imagine so. Yes. Um, but I've got the quote here. Hermes gazed up at the stars. My dear young cousin, if there's one thing I've learned over the eons, it's that you can't give up on your family, no matter how tempting they make it. It doesn't matter if they hate you or embarrass you. Or simply don't appreciate your genius for inventing the internet. <laughs> you invented the internet? It was my idea. Rats Martha are said. delicious. <laughs> George said. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it was uh, my idea. I mean, the internet, not the rats. I, but that's not the point. <laughs> the, well, I mean, por que no los dos? Uh, ratos. Um, but I, I love that he put that little goof button on the end because I'm sorry, Uncle Rick, you're just wrong. Sometimes family is bad and needs to be cut out of your yeah, life. <laughs> this is a thing in. This is a thing in, uh, especially in kids media, hmm. where it's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it comes from any kind of place of malice. No, no, no. Most of the time, it's much more dangerous than that. But it, it, it is one of those things where, like. We we have kind of, as a society, grown much more close to the fact that, yeah, sometimes your family is the worst thing in your life and you need to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, or not or not even that. Like, that's that's an extreme but valid case. Like, sometimes families just aren't right for each other. That's the furthest extreme of the thing, yes. Yeah. 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 I, and I like, think the but, reason we have this sort of thing is, like, you know, you get teenagers and... You know, every little thing is the worst thing Youth. in the world because your parents did it. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah. they're... Well, and because you're because you're 15 and you've had, like, three things Yeah, to exactly. You. And so it's like, okay, there's levels. There's, you know, sometimes, yeah, you do... It's worth giving up on a family member or whatever. But, like, yeah. you know, reminding kids to maybe stick to it some before throwing everything away is i don't know it's kind of a recurring theme for media it's, for these it's complicated ages. yeah well and and especially like if they're trying to apply a redemption narrative which, True, is, which yeah. is what's going here and especially since pj has been clearly implied to be a type of luke right like yeah. um, he, he has shades of the man Exactly. He he. They're they're from the same archetype in in Pathfinder terminology, um, and like going. It's really regrettable that we keep having to go back to the Hogwarts. Well, but it's it's a it's a contemporary era appropriate comparison mm. point. Um, like part of the thing that everybody said about Harry Potter was like, well, what if he turns out to be a bad guy? And they never explored that. Like he never faced any temptation or anything, I mean, um, which which sucks because I feel like that that could he have did been grow up to be a cop. But where <laughs> you say to? I wasn't going to say it, but thank you, Isaac, for doing yeah, exactly. so. He played football in high school and yep. became a cop. Um, 
Yep. Oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, good at sports uh, and law. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? But, like, the idea that since Percy is roughly the same shape as Luke-ish, like, the idea that he needs to be redeemed and or could be redeemed still. And what does that say about Percy, mm. right? Um, because where Luke has gone, Percy could go. And that uh, implication, that question is not intentionally raised here, I don't think. Yes. But it's still interesting yeah. to consider. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, rats are delicious. Yes. Also, uh, Hermes is still the god of thieves, so I don't know how much I believe him. Uh, oh, he's an honest thief. You can trust a thief. Come on. I mean, Come on. that was why they gave him I mean, the... Uh, I don't think that's how that worked. The, the reason he wound up with the Caduceus was like, okay, well, this is the messenger staff. This is the thing that says, hey, you've, you know, you're telling the truth because you're bringing messages from a higher authority. And yeah. so, therefore, he wasn't allowed to, like, you know, outright lie anymore. Yeah. What is what is messaging if not um if not stealing information from one place to another but consensually? Um uh, I guess sure. I I don't know time anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. William, I was going to say something about thieves. What was it? An honest thief. You can the, trust a thief. Honestly, it's the honest ones you got to look out for. And about how that's not actually true. I don't know. Never mind. I'll think of it while I'm editing and be mad and stomp around my house like the smallest giant. Uh, anyway. So, Indeed. yes. Rats are delicious. Hermes, uh, as is a recurring event in these books, gives the kids three duffels full of stuff. Stuffle duffels, you guys. Yeah. Uh, and tells, Waterproof, tells, of course. Water. Well, yeah. And tells PJ that if he's nice about it, his father might help him find the ship. What ship? Don't worry about it. And I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> that one over there. You know, there was, there was, yeah, exactly. Did either of you guys read uh, Kingdom Come? Uh, there's about 50,000 things named <laughs> Kingdom Come. You're going to have to yeah, put it down. <laughs> fair enough. The, I think it's Alex Wade, um, the, the painted one with, uh, there was supposed to be like the the swan song for the for the Justice League and Shazam. Oh, Reveal. that one. Okay. Yeah. The the, the comics the, the the superhero comics book Kingdom Come. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're that's you're you're not in my head. That's right. Um, um but I in, in but that I've heard I I I think I've read a plot synopsis and it sounds yeah. odd. It's wild. Uh but one of the cool things in it um, is that the Flash, uh, who is one yes. with the speed force, like, is kind of out of phase with the rest of reality, like, in kind of an eldritch Cthulhu kind of way. He's moving, so, like, he can't stop moving. That's what the speed force is. Mm-hmm. So he's constant, he's, like, vibrating. It, it's like that that outdated theory about how there's only one electron, and it's just moving so fast, it's in everywhere, every time, at the same time at once. What? Um, never mind. We don't have time to get into that. It was a thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but it's like that. Like the Flash is everywhere at once. Um, because he's moving yeah. so fast, and I kind of like the idea that like Hermes isn't necessarily being. I mean, he's being a jerk, but not on purpose. Like 
his mind just works so quickly that or like it's just the messenger nature that he's like already on to the next thing so percy just has to try to keep yeah up. i like that yeah i guess yeah, yeah the part where like you know after this five anyway. minute conversation you've got 60 calls to return and 1038 emails uh yeah, yeah he's he's got a a lot of Not parallel processing going on in discount noggin yes exactly <laughs> yeah m- See, here's the thing. Multitasking is not real. Anybody who tells you that multitasking is real and wants you to do it is trying to get you more than your job pays you to do. It's but it's just doing one thing at a time very quickly in yeah, succession. It's switch tasking. And, and usually poorly. Usually Le- less, worse than if you had just done them one at a time. Yeah, generally. Like, um, like there but, are people who are better at it than others, but right. almost always... You're going to be more efficient if you just do one thing Mm -hmm. at a time. Exactly. But if you're the god of going fast, if you are Sonic the Hermes hog. Yeah, I was going to say Sonic the Hertrag. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one little gotta go fast drawing, but with the caduceus in hand. There's nothing in my life that would have prepared me for that. Um, anyway, I, I if you can, can go never, that fast. I, I can never predict when that's going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, back at you, honestly. Um, uh, th- anyway, if he can go super fast, maybe he can multitask well, was was all I was leading to. It was not worth yeah. the, the, the lead up to it, and that's on me. But yeah, he gives the kids three duffel bags full of stuff, and I like that Uncle Rick always thinks of the stuff. Always. What are they going to wear? Yes. How, what are they going to yeah. eat? How are they going to get there? What's going on? Yeah. I yes. Much more uh, worried about logistics than most authors of young adult yes. fiction. It takes me back to Redwall. I want lists of equipment, and I want borderline pornographic descriptions of food. <laughs> um, Julie of the Wolves, yeah. all the way. So, yeah. Funny that thing brings about us... that is... Um, uh, a big part of the reason why Brian Jacques wrote like that is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, y- y- you know, Brian Jacques is French, yes? Hence the uh, name. Not actively, but that tracks, yeah. Uh, well, when he was young in post-war France, his main source of ed- entertainment was reading cookbooks. Oh my god, that's, that's awesome. so good. That explains a lot. <laughs> I've never met a man so obsessed with cordial. <laughs> cordial? I I'm not actually sure I know what cordial is. Uh it's a it's sparkling juice essentially, like may or may not be alcoholic, unclear. Um since he was never quite sure how adult he wanted those books to be <laughs> in a couple mm. of ways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we are joined by a terrible cat. Excuse me. Hi Jasper. Go ahead. Yes, but All right, so uh and I believe that brings us to just about the end of the chapter. Who has the jump line? He jogged off down the beach. Twenty paces away, he shimmered and vanished, leaving me alone with a thermos, a bottle of chewable vitamins, and five minutes to make an impossible decision. Percy, this is not a difficult decision. It's, it's, re- it's yeah. really not. <laughs> Go to boat or get at. Yeah. I <laughs> Exactly. Like, like, you can go to the boat and have your quest to save the world, or you can go back to camp and deal with Tantalus more. And be a pariah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he, 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 I, I forget what page it's on, but he, he has, like, a big th- a thing where he doesn't trust Clarice to, like, 
finish the quest. So it's yeah. like, what's your alternative then, Percy? You're just gonna let the quest go undone? Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Like what's well, the plan? like I'm yeah, like, like what what is the alternative decision? I would figure like you know give it five minutes for her to come back from the dang oracle and choose the people that are gonna go with her because it's like oh hey you can bring two people with you yeah uh, maybe the ones who have the information needed for said quest exactly maybe but she'll finally see Percy's worth maybe we'll have to see how those events play out later mm, in the book. or maybe even in the next chapter chapter eight we board the princess andromeda which uh i believe was the short-lived love boat uh reboot in space um yeah william i am a thousand percent sure that you created have by to gene roddenberry i was gonna say if anyone has something to say about andromeda it's gonna be you so go ahead <laughs> oh no i was just gonna say that 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 was one and a half good seasons stretched over five. Yeah, that's about right. Ke- oh, Okie dokes. I'm I'm well, sad that Kevin Sorbo is the way he is. Me too. Yeah, you're you're Sorboed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Gentlemen, before we get to the end rigmarole, I have to ask you. Okay, let me let me roll that back. Because ordinarily, this is the part where I ask you if you found your brunners. But is there any world in which we're not all choosing George and Martha Snakington? I'm choosing George and Martha. Yeah, Isaac? there's there's a few good ones that are. I can't just choose the snakes. They are very good, though. Okay. I do love Okay, him. that's fair. We were going to have a triple triad, but I think William and I will just have a daily yeah. double. That's fine. Okay, well then, Isaac, uh, who's your who, who gets your brunner? <laughs> oh, that's... I'm not sure, honestly. There are so many good little things. I think just the There's whole... A lot going on in this. Just the scene yeah. where they're doing the dishes and chatting about things and, like, the lava that gets that extra clean sparkle and kills 99.9% of germs. That's very good. Or, what do you get when you skin a ram? Messy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I that forgot was good. that bit. It's a little PJ son of a bitch poking his yep. head by the water, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's so I good. I dude. I just want... If, if, this were, if this were a television show, like, there would be a post-credit scene at the end of this episode where it cuts back to Percy and Annabeth uh, doing the lava dishes and like it's after they've settled their hash a little bit and they're getting back into the normal rhythm they're playing around and like annabeth splashes percy with lava without thinking about it <laughs> like they're just doing regular dishes yeah. <laughs> just skeleton oh. hand me the lava spray gun yeah. will you? Oh, it was so good anyway this was a real good chapter yep. um oh, yeah I benefited from reading it yeah. today instead of a week ago which is what yeah, happened same. last time <laughs> Yeah, Jasper. I mean, I always read ahead of time. Well, yeah, but two ahead of time can be disadvantageous. Well, listeners, uh, that is our whatnot for the week. Uh, please, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore. I don't know if that was loud. 
Sorry, my cat just did the whole thing right up against the. I didn't hear microphone. it, but that's hilarious. Weekly whatnot. That's a great name for. A you podcast. can find us on Twitter. You can go to our Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash/SemiAutomagic. There are various support levels available, all of which we appreciate. If you cannot or do not want to support us monetarily, you can tell a friend. You can recommend us on your socials. You can stop Jasper from trying to steal my necklace while I'm in the middle of the outro. Uh, he's going to be the fan favorite after this. Just you wait and see. Um, yep. You're going to have to post some kitty pictures. Oh, oh, especially if you, yeah, especially if you include some pictures. He is a very pretty cat. Uh, anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> Just and like uh, you can email us at vjackson2pod at gmail.com if you uh, write us a review or an email that is nice or even entertainingly mean. We will read it on air. Until then and i forgot what i was gonna say next oh yeah until next time uh be good to yourselves be good to each other's eat eat the blue, eat the food. blue food and listen if your marshmallow is exhibiting <laughs> no i'm not gonna make it dep- I'm not, n- never mind that was leading towards a suicide joke and that's yeah, not what i was going for it. never mind um <laughs> yeah that's uh no n- n- not our no brand. it's okay but uh i think i will leave this bit in because uh it humanizes me and that way they won't see it coming when i strike Bye, Bye. all our buddies. Bye.